Hello, and welcome to Naked and a Little Bit Afraid with Mel and Kay. Join us as we peel back the layers into a space of vulnerability, unfiltered, unscripted, 100% us, fully clothed. Oh, today we have a very special treat for you. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> Your special treat is us with zero idea what we're about to talk about like zero usually like we're very unfiltered and unscripted but generally like hey what do you want anything you that's on your heart we're like yeah this okay great let's go in today we we we've got one thing it turns out mel and i just don't have anything on our hearts (laughs) (laughs) i'm kidding dark and empty today jk jk i have a lot of gratitude i'm feeling alive feeling dangerous today i'm telling you like dangerous um, i i am <laughs> why <laughs> okay <laughs> easy there we're only like two minutes in <laughs> anyways hey, last episode we jumped right into the poop talk ryan asked like what or what did i say oh babe do you want to know what we talked about last episode he's like wow well, my poop in her pants what yeah tune in <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. It was a good episode, though. I'm glad that we talked about it. It went all kinds of, like, areas. I think this is what I love about... No, not I think. I know what I love. We literally started talking about pooping our pants, and then we got into the deep, and then we ended up pooping our pants. Like that's... I didn't poop my pants. No. Oh, yeah. We didn't poop our pants. <laughs> Side note, we did not poop our pants. <clears throat> okay. Anyways... Mel, something that has been very heavy on my heart lately is um, I have been waking up to the most beautiful messages from our listeners, and um, they're just so heartfelt, and I just wanted to take this moment to send you guys all so much gratitude. Like, Mel and I created this just because it came, it was an idea, and we're like, should we just give it a go? And we never expected it to turn into this and it just gives me chills every single time that I hear people say this or I listen back on our episodes and I'm like I'm actually very shocked (laughs) yeah you go no I completely agree I mean you and I just shoot the shit all the time Mm -hmm. like that's this was the intention of this Hey, we might as well just share, but it's quite, um, I sometimes find it overwhelming when people come up and they're like, Hey, I really listen. I listened to this episode. Like, thank you. I don't feel alone. I'm like what? Like our episode, like us, like Kaylin and I, Oh, you're, you're welcome. It's a weird place to be in. And one of my really close friends said, like, ah, I finally got around to listening to your episode, your episodes and stuff. And like, they're actually really good. <laughs> She's like, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Like, I, you know, and I was like, no, I know exactly what you mean. Because when someone's like, oh, I started a podcast, you're like, well, that's really cool. But then you're just like, you know, good for that person. But then you listen to it and you're like, holy shit, that's actually pretty decent. <laughs> Or you re-listen to what you said and you're like, wow, like I sometimes I'm floored by what comes out of my mouth on the podcast. Like, where did that come from? I know. 
I listen back and I'm like, okay, now that's time. It's time to apply that advice to your own life, Caitlin. <laughs> oh, I should do it now. Oh, okay, okay, good advice, Mel. Okay. Yeah, what a great suggestion. <laughs> no, what a wise soul. <laughs> no, start applying it to your own dang life, woman. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it is. It's surreal. Very um, hum- like I, I'm very humbled. Yeah. And it, you know what it has taught me, because I'm not very good at doing this, is receiving praise and saying, you are welcome. I always, if someone gives me a compliment, I'm like, oh, you're great too. Or, oh, it's nothing. So I find this podcast this last year, like, especially has taught me like to say like, you are welcome, which yeah. is a weird thing. I don't, I don't know if anyone else listening struggles with that, but I really struggle receiving praise and just saying, you are welcome. Yeah, I know. I always have to follow it with like a compliment mm-hmm. or something. And and to like actually be able to like sit here and be in this gratitude and know that we're making a difference without feeling egotistic, right? Like mm-hmm. I think as soon as I was saying all of this stuff, I'm just like, oh my God, you can't toot your own horn, Kaylin. But like we can, we we need to, we need to, this is the things that keep us going is when we feel proud of ourselves and like starting a podcast was hard, like that it was vulnerable. It was scary. Um, we toyed around with the, with the idea for a very long time and to be where we are today, like, I think that, we deserve to celebrate and we need to celebrate because we freaking did it. And I think that's what we miss in life is we just were like, Kate did that onto the next thing, onto the next thing without feeling these very uncomfortable, overwhelming emotions of like, holy, I am making a difference. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's, and when people are complimenting you, that's a very awkward place to be in. But like when you actually feel it to your core, that's what keeps you motivated and that's what keeps your passion alive. Mm-hmm. So true. Um, this morning to uh, Tawny tagged me in on Instagram. She came to my class yesterday morning with her kiddos. And it is weird to have something that you're passionate about. You just started just because hoping to maybe connect with one person right one person and if not it's helping me grow um and then she is just like her post and her shout out towards like the movement but then me as an individual like I did I had a moment where I was like holy crap like I'm really doing it Mm. like in trying to heal myself and reclaiming who I am as a person, I've been able to create this space for others to reclaim themselves and their being. I've done that, which is such a weird, like you say, you feel like you're egotistical, but it's like, no, but I did do that. Yeah. And I would give praise and high five and dance for anyone, any day of the week of the year, if that was them. So why is it so awkward for you to do that for yourself? It's so like, if you were jumping for joy because something went off, like, great. I'd be so proud of you. At no point would I be like, wow, like, 
grease your head. Let's get you through the door, Miss Egomania. Like, no, because you did it. <laughs> so like this morning kind of kicked me in the pants when she posts that on silly, but on Instagram. <laughs> like, man, I, I did do this. Yeah. And it, sorry, did I? You did not cut okay. me off. Okay. It's interesting because I had that moment. So um, when I started my business and like kind of throughout all of it, I was working with this awesome life coach and she helped me through so much stuff and like negative thoughts and all of the stuff. And then what ended up happening was I was like launching my courses, starting my retreats, things were flowing. And she was like, you need to celebrate. You need to take time and really celebrate these moments. I'm like, Kate, awesome. Yep, I'll do that. But I just never really embodied it. You're just like, oh, yay, good job, Kaylin. High five for you. And like on to the next thing. And then I got to New Zealand and I have taken lots of time off of like coaching and stuff like that. And I went back on my website and I looked back on my courses and I was like, holy shit, I totally finally understand what she is saying. Like when I was in that, when I was in the thick of it, when I was like creating, it was still coming from such a beautiful and authentic place. And I would launch these great creations out into the world. I would hold space at these retreats for women. I would do all of the things. But I still felt like it wasn't enough or that I was, like, um, not doing it. I was just, like, so hard on myself. And then for me to be here looking back on it, I was like, holy shit, I've been doing it this whole time. My brain has just been telling me that I haven't. But I looked back on all of the things that I've done and I'm just like, I can't believe that I couldn't see it then that like I was actually doing it and everyone around me was like you know like you're doing it like good job and I'm just like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but my brain was like on to the next thing on to the next thing which I think makes for a good business because you're like you always want to be a few steps ahead but at the same time you also have to have those moments to be proud of yourself but I never felt proud of myself until that retreat that I did with that I invited you to and I just like completely broke down at the end and I was like I actually think that this is what being proud of yourself feels like like I actually let it like break me in the best possible ways like the way that I felt after that retreat was just so uncomfortable but beautiful and I think it's what led me to this point to feel this immense gratitude for myself and for others when I think when you're in a flow state, you're flowing. You're not stopping. That river is flowing. And I know for me, this morning, I wasn't in. I was sitting on my couch when I read that. I had nothing to distract me. And then when I like attend like a class with yourself or Tanya, and I just remove myself from moving and like, sit in the corner and watch like I distinctly remember your last class that I was at like just removing myself to the corner and looking at everyone doing things that came from my head I was like 
like this is this is surreal because I wasn't in a flow state at that point. I wasn't leading. I wasn't creating. I was just observing. You hit pause. Yeah. And like, so that's what I find. Um, really like, yeah, hitting that pause, like, and I mean, everyone's different in what they do and everything, but like in class, weekly classes, I love them. They fill my soul, but I'm doing, I'm not pausing. I'm, I am leading, which fills mm-hmm. my soul in another way, but I don't have that moment just to look back and be like, holy Dinah, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck is that addiction to success, that addiction to like more, mm-hmm. you know, and they kind of lose themselves when they don't pause. Like mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of businesses like that. And then they're like, uh-oh, everything's coming crashing down because I've actually burnt myself out and forgot why I even started this in the first place. Yeah. And it's a scary, like, I've always thought about, you know, like expanding, growing, mm-hmm. But that is, as of right now, that is one of the barriers that I just don't want to jump into because I, there is a fear that I will lose myself Mm -hmm. and lose what the movement, why the movement was started. Um, cause yeah, like you said, like you just, you see businesses, you see other people where, where they, yeah, it, it's lost as to why it was started. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is a fearful spot because also then your flow state is branched out multiple directions, mm-hmm. right? And you're you're expected to be more places or do more things or you have more of a timeline. I enjoy the, the go with the flow of how I feel. Yeah. And that, anyways, that's so that's where I am right now with that and but I agree with you mm-hmm. wow look at us go <laughs> don't know what we're talking about and here we are <gasps> this is what happens when you get yourself some good friends <laughs> yeah you just flow uh yeah, yeah anyways but uh, one, one more thing before we move on yeah um I just I think uh, we both say I think a lot, hey? We do. Oh, like if we did a shot game for how many times we said I think, everyone would be pretty like gone right now. Alcohol poisoning for sure. <laughs> um, um, Disclaimer, please don't play the shot game to how many times Kayla and I say I think. <laughs> or um. <laughs> or um. Uh, but you uh, know what? Um isn't a bad thing because um is you actually taking an actual pause. Hmm. Some people hmm. verbalize it. Some people don't. Yeah. So. I definitely verbalize it. Okay. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, okay. So when we started this podcast and we were just like talking and stuff, I was very worried about us, like it being hard for us to follow because like both Mel and I have a touch of the ADHD, I think. (laughs) And, um, and I can't listen to podcasts where they're bouncing all over the place, Mm -hmm. but I think that this, like, we do a good job of just being like, this is us, you're having a drink with us, whatever is in your cup, and join our conversation, you know? 
Like just be part of us. We we want you to feel like you're chilling with your two besties because we are your besties. We <laughs> We are claiming that spot. No, it's true though because also I just like the feel of when I listen to us I'm like, "Oh man, like it legit just sounds like a normal like this is how we converse. We literally go from like nothing serious to something super serious to something off topic completely. But I'm never like sitting in our conversations being like, this is the worst. I always feel full laughter. And that's what I hope the listeners feel is full. Mm. And like they maybe want to join us on Naked and a Little Bit of Free podcast. Check out our link and fill out the application form. And by application form, I mean, if you fill it out, we'll call you. Our, our application form is just like, uh, here we go. Please don't sue us. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so you're already approved. Just give us your name and we'll schedule you in. We'll get you in there. Our times are random, but you know, yeah. we make it work. That's another thing. I never mind making this work. Uh, Hence, you know, you are leading in alignment. When Kaylin gets out of bed for 6.30 a.m. starts, you you know know you got something magical. (laughs) Oh, man. Avery loves it when we record at one because she's allowed to watch little kid YouTube Mm -hmm. because it keeps her occupied. Love it. Okay. Mel, Mm -hmm. what is heavy on your heart? You were doing some solo parenting for a bit or what? Oh, yeah. Ryan was gone. Um. To the fabulous Vegas for a what? solar conference. Apparently, this solar conference, um, for those of you who don't know, Ryan um, is part owner of a solar company. If you need solar, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Call Rocky Mountain Solar. <laughs> um, and apparently, it was like huge. So, Ryan ran a half marathon Sunday morning, then came to a rink with Robo. Um, he started hockey and then flew out to Vegas. And he was like, oh, like I have to now walk. He's like, I have never done so much walking and he was sore and like sitting on an airplane. Oh, what a man. But I don't know why I said he ran a half marathon. I I do know. I'm really proud of him. Guys, Ryan ran a half marathon and he ran it in like an hour and 58. I think he ended up clocking in at like, anyways, um, I was solo parenting. You guys should just see her smile, like the way that she talks about her husband and how she still gets butterflies and just lights up about him. I'm like, oh, Mel, you give me hope. I was, Kaylin was messaging me last night. I'm like, I just want to let you know, Ryan has landed and he's like on his way home right now. And I was so like, I was smiling like this and I was tracking him. And then he was messaging me, landed, got through customs fast in Uber almost home (laughs) and then he walked in I was like oh he's home then she was like take me now (laughs) hey daddy (laughs) (laughs) sorry mom sorry not sorry (laughs) and then I stopped getting snapchat (laughs) yeah I didn't actually say that but now I wish I would have hey daddy um Anyways, yes, he still makes me smile and blush and all the things. So anyways, yes, I was solo parenting. That's where we were going. 
it really got me thinking because people were asking me, oh, how are you doing all of this? Da, 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 because I'm used to Ryan being home every evening. It varies what time, but he is home. I was like, well, I mean, not a whole lot has changed. I miss my partner at night, like to talk to him and do all that. But everything else has stayed the same because... And I'm not saying this in a negative way. There is usually one in every parent relationship. There's a default parent. And that is the parent that does the appointment bookings, does the runaround, knows what time the bells are going, knows when there's PD days. Like they know everything. Ryan went to Vegas. He literally only had to worry about getting himself to Vegas because I worked Monday. I found childcare for myself. To watch the kids like I did the usual run to taekwondo run to dance get to school pick up from school like nothing really changed and that's not a bad thing I just got to, to thinking like maybe there's someone out there that is like resenting their spouse maybe and I, I think there has to be an open dialogue as well but I don't resent Ryan for the fact that I'm the default parent that is just how our roles fell. And I mean, he is, he works outside the home more than I do. So naturally I would fall. But if you think about both couples who work outside the home, there's probably one of those as a default parent, Was it, which is an extra load and it's an invisible load that you carry that can't be seen. And uh, I just was like, well, yeah, no wonder sometimes I can't remember where I put my keys or why I feel stressed and I don't know why I feel stressed because I'm doing all the things. And like Chris and I and Carly, we're going to like um, LA in October, which I'm so excited about. So excited. But anywho, but in going to LA, my mom, I got like our mom is coming to watch the kids so that she can take the kids to school so that Ryan can maintain work like so he doesn't have to take off work and then she's staying the weekend so then she could go here and then she's going to run the kids to dance and I figured that all out because I'm leaving and I think too like when I do go anywhere I if there are busy things planned I generally try to make it so it's easy for Ryan and I'm saying easy because he doesn't do it every day. So like if you don't do something all the time, if you're not um, in that role, it doesn't come to you just like that, which I feel like a lot of people may feel resentment for. But like if Ryan chucked me into roofing, I'd have zero idea what to do. He would have to lay it out. And yes, they're his kids and he is a great dad. Like I chose well and I say I chose well because people always say like you're lucky and it's like well no I chose him to be my partner in life and he chose me. Um, but he's not the default parent. I am. And I'm not saying that and, in a negative way. No and there was a job and you stepped up for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think and what a beautiful I love that you bring this up Mel. What a beautiful way to um work through not sorry not work through but like I've never had resentment explained that way like so that very well could have turned into resentment and you could have spiraled and there could have just been like a full-on like f you to Ryan 
this entire time. But you're like, oh, wow, actually, I just found some grace here. I understand why I'm so tired. I understand that this is an invisible role. I understand that these things don't even cross his mind. And that's no fault to his own. Like, it's just, I'm the default parent. And by having that awareness and having that grace, it gives you a lot more room to just be like, oh, okay. And then if you need to or want to, then you can bring this up to him and you guys can have a discussion and maybe lighten the load and um, 100%. That kind of stuff. But I think that that's what happens is we just fall into that resentment because we're like, I, I don't just get to leave. Like, there is a lot of planning before I leave. And there is a lot of things that you don't even ever have to think about or crosses your mind. And especially for someone that needs like, or not needs, but words of affirmation is huge. You're not getting that praise to do that invisible job because it's not even coming across their brains. Well, no. And that's the thing. Like tonight, Ava, like has dance. Rael has Taekwondo. Granted her Taekwondo is at 645. And I have informed him that she would like him to drop her off. I have, I am literally the manager of our team. That is my role. I manage and I can delegate. Sometimes I get in my own head and I sit there and bitch instead of actually delegating, which is my own issue, not his. He cannot read my freaking mind. And I am aware of that, even though I fall into that cycle sometimes. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just got, it just really got me to thinking like when people are like, oh, how's it going? I'm like, oh, I miss him. Obviously, you saw me. I was excited for him to get home. But in regards to our day-to-day running, everything continued to run. You know, and like this weekend, I go to the wonderful Brenda, her retreat. And I'm taking the girls and my mom. They're going to have their first sleepover without mom or dad at my parents. It's the girls together because Ro has hockey evaluations. And in my head, I instantly went to, well, how could I make it easier for Ryan? And so I was like, oh, I'll just take the, like, girls can go for a sleepover. They'd love it. Like, what? It's a weird thing to, like, when that pops into your head, which it probably doesn't cross his mind because he doesn't do it day to day. So how would you know sometimes hauling three kids around is exhausting? I don't know. But it's just a weird I don't know. It was just a weird week of me thinking. And yeah. Lots of like but like that that just shows your growth to like holy, you know, you just stop that cycle. That yeah. It's really cool. And I also really cool. find like I'm very big on Ryan and I both. Like we love being with each other. But we also need time apart. And I also acknowledge the fact that, yes, he went to Vegas, but he was working. And he acknowledges the fact, like, yes, I go to retreats, but I am working. And so we also, like, validate and uh, note that that's not alone time. And I am, we're very big on not tit for tat, like... Well, you went here, I'm going here type of thing. And um, I, I, I find it works very well for us. Um, but I say all of this because this was a realization within the last week. Don't let that like fool P 
people like to think like everything's going to be smooth sailing from here. I, I am still going to probably fall into those cycles again, especially, I mean, there's an extra person back home. There's our person is back home. Our, like their dad, my husband, like that's an extra person, which means there's more laundry. <laughs> there's another person to make a mess. Right. So I will definitely fall back into those cycles, but it's on me to tell him, hey, no, can we figure something out here? And that's a big, and that's also a people pleaser in me that still needs some healing and work on because I don't want to ruffle feathers. That might be a little bit too of past relationships, some unmet or undealt with like traumas, but. I'm aware and I'm growing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just got into like the default parent mode and really thinking like, hmm, maybe this is why I'm stressed because I have like, yeah, one, for example, one day, like both the little two have a dentist appointment. I teach a class in the morning and then the two of them have a dental appointment and then one has dance and then one has taekwondo and Ryan and I are supposed to be going to a concert at 730. So I had to find childcare for that. So in that day, I will have to get the kids up. This is I'm breaking this down for people who aren't the default parent. If you are, you can go forward if you want. But in that day, like I will wake up. I will care for myself how I can in that moment. Hopefully, I wake up early so I maybe get 30 minutes. <laughs> make lunches, get breakfast, make sure all the kids are dressed and out the door. The school, Their bags are packed. We'll get in the van. We'll go. I'll drop all three off at school. I will then go teach a class. I will then leave class to go pick up my kindergarten daughter and my grade one child because they both have a dental appointment. So we'll run to the dental appointment in the city. Then we'll get back so we can pick up the oldest. Then we'll get home and we'll change in our dance and then we'll go to dance and then I'll get home to make supper, which in that time I will change the eldest. I'll go pick up dance. I'll drop off at Taekwondo. The other two will feed. Well, I'll get myself ready to go to a concert. Ryan will arrive home. We'll go to a concert because the sitter's there. That's a lot. That's one day. That's one. And that doesn't like, that's a lot. So if you're sitting here listening and you're like, huh, I don't have to worry about any of that. Chances are you're not the default parent. So, (laughs) and that's not. Or you don't have kids. (laughs) Yes. Or you don't have kids. And that, and I want to preface, that's not a bad thing. Uh That isn't a bad thing because in any relationship, in any family dynamic, in any community dynamic, everyone has a role to play for that community, for that relationship to run smoothly. However, it is your invitation to maybe show a little bit more appreciation. Thank you. (laughs) I was legit just going to say that. (laughs) What concert are you going to? Oh, my goodness. We got invited to go to Iron Maiden. (laughs) I don't know a single song, but it sounds like a great time. And I told Ryan, yeah, let's do it. So we're going on a date night to Iron Maiden with a bunch of like construction, city construction board people. Love it. So, um, but yeah, this is if you're, I just, and like, if you are the default parent and you're feeling resentment or you're feeling overwhelmed, I invite you like to just take a, put pause, get out of that flow state for a moment take a step back and be like, holy, like balls, I am doing this. Find grace for yourself. Maybe examine where you can communicate more to delegate. And um, 
show some grace for your partner who isn't the default parent because they don't, they don't know. They don't. And give yourself a goddamn high five. Oh gosh, yeah. Like every day at the end of the day, the kids are asleep. I'm like, damn straight. Damn straight. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. And to all those parents out there listening whose partners work away. Mm. High fucking five to you. You're doing it. And call upon your tribe. Find someone so that you can take a break because you also need a break. And I think there's a whole other half to this story, right? Like, I think that when you are the parent that has to work away and then you get home and your partner is resentful because they've been parenting solo for so long I think that that's got to be a very toxic loop of just being like, I'm trying to provide, I'm trying to work away, I'm trying to do all of these things, and it's not in because I want to avoid things. And there's probably a lot of guilt that comes with that too. And then when you come home and you see your partner just completely exhausted, which is fair. Wow, what a vicious cycle, hey? Well, and it is a very weird because I'm unbelievably grateful for what Ryan does day in and day out. What he does day in and day out, like the life that we live does not fall short on like how amazing it is. And it is because he works so hard. However, I'm the other part of that team that works equally as hard. And what is a very big struggle I feel for a lot is he's been working all day. He wants to come home and take a break. But I too have been working all day. I need a break. And like, we've talked about this before. And so I'm assuming like, yeah, this person has been gone for two weeks, four weeks, however long they're gone for working to provide. So they're coming home being like, oh, Okay, I got my stretch off here. I'm just going to, you know, relax. But then they've got to come to the table like and give their partner a break. And you can love your children to the ends of the earth, but it's not always relaxing. <laughs> right? It is a like having kids is just a very interesting little sprinkle into a relationship. It really, truly is. And also, when it is myself and the kids, I have a routine. And our routine runs very smoothly for the most part. And so I can only imagine if you are, it's just you and your children for numerous weeks, you've got a solid routine. And predominantly, that is the routine that your kids and you know because your partner does work away. So when you add that extra person into the routine and it's not their routine, it can really throw you for a loop because you're like, why am I cleaning the kitchen at 930 at night when I have an extra person? But yet when I don't have that extra person, I'm in bed by nine and the house is spotless. So really, you're like, what the flying F is this? So then you got to sit with yourself and be like, okay, 
take a step back. Like, let's examine the situation. Lots of grace. Lots of grace. Yeah. Anyways, that was my week. It was a great week. <laughs> Ryan said he had a great week. He got to go to Hell's Kitchen and he said it was really, really good. Oh, cool. He brought me nothing back from Hell's Kitchen or a souvenir. It's fine. I'm not hurt at all. I'm joking. <laughs> Could you imagine if he brought me something back from Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> Yucky. No, he had a good week. He was home. And yeah, all is well. All is well. All is well. And then I head out tomorrow. This is another thing. Then I head out tomorrow for a retreat. So we're very passing ships right now. But. Mm-hmm. Well, your ships collided. So that's all <laughs> that matters. <laughs> Daddy. Oh, God. Man, I'm really bummed I didn't say that. That would have been great. Instead, I just followed him around like a little high school girl. Like, no, not high school. That's gross. Um, <laughs> like he was like your high school crush, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I got that's, you. That's what I want to say. Um, and just followed him around like, oh, hey. Hi. Happier. Oh, my God, you guys. She's twirling her hair right now. I just can't even. Oh, you're going to make me gag a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm giving you hope, right? That's what I'm doing. Uh, nah, you are. All is well. All, all is well. Yeah. You, you guys are pretty damn cute. And I think it's because you both are very self-aware and you have open communication and um, you're just willing to make it work, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, too, like, I always like to put disclaimers in because sometimes when I hear things and I'm like, oh, what? And um, that doesn't resonate or it does, but they're missing a piece of it. Like mm-hmm. Ryan still pisses me off sometimes. Like, let's just, I'm sure, sh- I'm sure I piss him off too. It's just, it's hard to tell on him because he never gets angry. But like, first things he does, I'm like, oh my God, what a bonehead move, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. that, you know, but again, I-, I think that's also in any relationship. It can't be sunshine and rainbows all the time or you don't, kn- A, there will be no growth. And B, you won't know. Like, you got to experience some crap to really, really soak in the good. Yeah. And like in those relationships where things are always sunshine and rainbows, those are annoying relationships. Like, I love a good, like, I don't know. Is it really an argument? You know, just like a differing of sides, Mm -hmm. you know? Is that the definition yeah. of an argument, maybe? I would say, like, we more debate than yes, anything. Yes, debate. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love that. And I think that that's what challenges a person to grow is when you are with someone that has, like, you still have very similar core values, but you can have differing views. And I think that that's what brings up very well-balanced children, too, right? Like, you don't want to marry the exact same person, and you don't want to marry someone that's just like, oh, my God, you can do no wrong. Like, bitch, please. I know what it's like with a day hanging out with me, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want to discuss deep things. I want to 
have differing of views, I want to see life from your eyes and I want you to see it from mine. Yeah. Like, and like, I don't want you to do everything I say. No. Well, I need you to. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, there has to be some challenge. Yeah. If Ryan did everything I said, we wouldn't be where we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, if Ryan did everything I said, I never would have to sit and examine myself because I would think nothing's wrong. That's true. Yeah. He's doing everything I say. And also, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a relationship where someone's doing something just because I said so and because they don't want to make me mad. Mm-hmm. Because then they're not happy. Yeah. And like part of like, I feel like part of when you're in a relationship, whatever relationship that is, your end goal is to make each other better people. You know, and therefore a strong couple, mm-hmm. a strong friendship a strong work relationship, whatever, right? So please challenge me. I will challenge you. We're not always going to see eye to eye. I'm going to call you a dumbass sometimes. Sometimes you're going to look at me and be like, you need to just take a seat. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I want to know that you're happy and truly happy. I don't want mm-hmm. someone just to be with me because... Like, well, if I leave them, they won't be happy. Well, I hope, like, you know, you know? Yeah. When I examine the relationships in my life, like, the most fulfilling ones are the ones that challenge me, that, ins- no, not challenge me, that inspire me to be a better person. Like, um, not because I have to to keep that person in my life but because I want to like I'm so inspired by their growth and their life that I want to do better like that's those are my favorite relationships Mm -hmm. yeah and I just yeah I sometimes find too you can fall into the like I have it harder than you Uh and that's a very murky hole to fall down And I mean, I've been there, like, you know, as again, as the default parent, you know, you fall in those, you have no idea. You have no idea what I do in a day. You know, you think I just do this. You have no idea. But no one's job is harder than the others. Like, it's not a competition. Like, it's a team. And for the team to win at whatever life Everyone has to do their part and each part is different. If we both went to Linwood roofing and did what Ryan did, well, our life would be a different, like for a team to run, you all have to play your roles and no one role is important, more important than the other. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm no therapist or psychologist. I'm just speaking from, past experiences, current experiences, lived experiences, but it's not a pissing match. And that's what I find can happen when you are the default parent, because a lot of your stuff is unnoted. It's not visible. It's not seen. 
there's no words of affirmation. You don't get compensation for what you do. It feels like it, it can feel like it's an expectation. And that is a shitty place to be in. When you start thinking to yourself, I think he just expects me to do this. When in reality, it probably doesn't even cross his mind or their mind. His mind in mm-hmm. my situation, their mind in you. Like, yeah. And which also could be frustrating. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, and when you, yeah. I don't know. Relationships. Kids. Mystery. There's just a sea of mystery. Just a sea of mystery. But I do and truly just, feel, oh, you go. But I do truly feel like I said to you and Alex last episode, like there was no profound moment with Ryan. Like I just, I truly feel like when you meet a person that is meant to be with you for life, you know, you feel safe, you feel warm and they make you excited without doing just the mere thought of their presence in your space makes you smile. No gifts, no like hugs, even though don't get me wrong, I love a good Ryan hug, but just the thought of him walking through that door, I was happy and excited. That's not profound, but I do truly feel that's when you know. And when you find that person, as hard as life is, life is easy. Mm-hmm. Because you make a good team. Yeah. There we go. It's my soapbox. Shout out default parents, but also shout out not default parents. You're all crushing it. You're all doing it. Honestly, Mel, like mic drop for this one because I just, yeah, I think it's so easy to fall into that resentment thing. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And On once you sides. do, and once yeah. you do, very hard to get back out. Yeah. It's possible, uh, but hard. Yeah, exactly. 100% possible, but it's hard. Yeah. And so it all just comes down to communication mm-hmm. and awareness. Like, you know, you can't communicate what you don't know. 100%. And so by you just being like, ooh, I feel like he just gets to jump on a plane and that's that. Like, what? what is this feeling? And then you dug into it and then you're like, oh. Okay, default parenting, interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Awareness. Hmm. This is actually an invisible job. Huh. Yep. Good job myself. <laughs> <laughs> Good job me. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. And-, and then instead of being like, fuck you, you got a whole time in Vegas, you're just like, hey daddy. <laughs> <laughs> because you worked through it. You understood it. You got curious about it. And then there you well- go. And I think this stems back, though, too, to communication. Like, before this became an actual thing, before Ryan and I decided, yes, we are going to be business owners. And I say we because anything him and I do, it's a we. Like, it's a team effort. Um, We sat down and we talked. Rael was in my belly. We were in mission. So, yeah, I would have been pregnant with Rael. And we talked. Like, what does this look like? Well, I'm going to have to go on trips for business. 
might be a golf trip, might be like, there was nothing that has happened in the past eight years is a shock to me or us because we actually sat down and broke it down. And we talked about what this could look like for all, for us, for us as a team and as a family. And yeah, it again, communication. There is a loss in that. But, and we were both like, if the, if you are not on board, we are not doing this because we do not want this to lead to resentment. So none of this is a surprise to me at all. When Ryan had to go away and I had like three months old and Roan was a year and Rael was three and he had to go away for a week. It was hard, but it wasn't surprising. So I wasn't pissed about it because we had discussed it before. He's going for work. He does this so he can provide for our family. The reason we live the life we do is because he works and this is part of it. And so I think any big decision and life decision that you make, I mean, individually or as a couple, you really have to sit down and be like, what could this look like? Am I okay if this happens? And if I'm not, I don't do it because you will le- you will not be leading in alignment then. Eventually you will come across a point where you have no you no longer align with what you're doing. And that causes resentment, that causes anxiety, like just everything. And then the ball rolls and gets bigger. Sorry guys, I'm, I'll get off my soapbox again. All right, stepping down. Boom. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like you gave me a lot of things to question. Sorry. No, you know what? No, I'm not sorry. No, it's so good. I just, yeah. yeah. Uh. But isn't it funny? Like little things that you don't think of when you look back, like the conversations. I remember like him sitting on the end of the couch. I was sitting at the other side, like just laying down. And we were just talking about this in our little 550 square foot apartment mission like I can remember that and at the moment that felt very insignificant but I truly believe that that was a conversation that had like that was super integral to integral 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 we all know you're not one with words that's what you (laughs) preface like episode two or three I can't remember (laughs) um routed myself (laughs) Prided. I prided myself. Prided of something. But that was something so insignificant was so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now look at where you're at. Look at where we're at. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Woo! (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. I'd be interested. Oh, sorry. You go. Oh. I would really like someone to come on and talk about, you know what I would really love? Tell me. I would love to have a parent come on who works outside the home and they're the default parent. And I would like to have a conversation because I, my full-time job is in the home. I part-time out and I'm the default. And I would like to have a conversation with the 
default parent in another dynamic and they work outside the home because that would add a whole other thing. Like I'm the default parent and my primary place of work is inside. I couldn't, I can't, I know what it's like to work outside the home with kids, but for a very short time, like I would love to hear the other side. I would also love to hear the other side of those that aren't default. Man, we just need to have like a parenting series, a parenting series. I would love, I want, I would, I want, I'm putting it out there. I want a default parent who works full-time outside the home. I want a non-default parent who works outside full-time outside the home. I want a non-default parent who is in the home full-time. I'll be here repping the default primarily in the home and the non-default parent who works full-time. Did I say that? But that's what I think would be fantastic. And I want a single parent. Yes. Boom. All right. So applications are open. You've already been approved and we'll schedule you in. Yes. <laughs> if you would like to, if you fall in any of those brackets, I would love, we would love to have you on because I think that would be such an insightful episode because I can only speak from my side. Mm-hmm. And you know what else I think would be powerful is people that have become primary caregivers but didn't see it coming because of sh- shitty circumstances. I feel like there's a there's a series coming. I feel like yeah. there might be a series because I think that would be that's yep. Because I can't yeah. anything I say, I can't speak for Ryan. I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't I can assume maybe for certain things, but on the whole I can't speak for him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we put it out to the universe. So um we'll just be patiently waiting. Um, and if you're like, oh, I should do that. And then immediately you're like, oh my God, but what would I talk about? We gotcha. Mm-hmm. We will ask you questions and we'll just have a conversation. I promise you every guest that gets off of here is like, hey, this is actually pretty fun. I'm like, yeah, because we're, we're a friggin' riot, man. <laughs> and like, I also want to let you know, like, you don't have to agree with me. Mm-hmm. That's Okay. Like there, uh, we will lead this conversation with nothing but respect for one another as humans. So, yeah, I think that this this is just understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Like from all different points of view, and and like I think that that's why our podcast is so awesome because you have a completely different perspective than me. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're in two completely different seasons of life. And that's that's what's cool about it is I'm here like repping the people that don't have kids, but are curious to know what it's like to have kids and be as prepared as one can be. <laughs> and um, yeah, I yeah, I would really love to have that. And if you felt that little urge of like, maybe I should go on. That's not a coincidence, my friend. I'm telling you, like. You have a story and your story very well could unlock something in someone else yeah. that they need. And I do like through storytelling and I, I'll, I'll repeat it. I know I've said this a few times, but that's how we resonate and connect with people is through sharing our own stories. Because if I did not share this, you wouldn't know this about me. Had I not shared my low sex drive, sorry, as in 
at that moment, like I kind of had a bit of like, oh my goodness, people are going to know. Like it, that's a very vulnerable, like when you see that that's out there, you're like, now everyone's going to know that I have a low sex drive. And not only that, everyone's going to know Ryan's not getting it all the time, except for last night. No, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, but that's how you connect. Do you know how many people I've talked to that are like, wow, me too. So if you think, A, your story's insignificant, you're worried, you're scared, um, you matter and your story matters and how you got to where you are today matters. There's no big or small thing like the life you have walked, there's a beautiful story there. And I feel like someone will resonate with it if you share it. Hmm. Yeah. Word. Word. We're bringing that word. We're bringing it back. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. I wish we could just talk full time. I know. Seriously. Who wants an eight-hour episode? <laughs> 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 okay. But we should probably wrap this up. So yeah. we went from gratitude to resentment to appreciation to putting a disclaimer that we actually didn't shit our pants to all of it so don't take shots when you listen to us don't take shots we might have differing views but we'll always be respectful and take what resonates leave the rest yep what do you got now and to end it you matter you friend to the friend matters boom we keep cutting each other off <laughs> yes you matter and your story matters whoever is listening to this right now like you matter you really 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 do your presence on this earth matters and you are making an impact even if you don't feel like you are and you're doing what? it mm-hmm and if there was a map that lit up with everyone that you impacted, small or big, it would be very bright. Mm-hmm. And you just make this world a better place and stop underestimating how important you truly are. Like if you're doing those invisible jobs, mm-hmm. we see you. We, we got you. And there's like, someone out there. I like how And. And, and 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 we really don't want to hang up. This is like talking to my nana on the phone. She's this like, is like ah, talking to my grandma. Ah. Yeah. When yeah. we okay, I have a funny story after I say this. Okay. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say, somewhere out there, there is someone who's thinking of you, and you bring a smile to their face, like Ryan brings a smile to my face, and Ryan never sees it because he's never here. When I, he, I'm smiling like a little giddy girl because he's coming home, but somewhere out there, someone is thinking of you and you are putting a smile on their face and you don't even know it. So take that with you each and every day. And now my funny story. It's going to sound dark, but it's not. So my grandmother, my sweet grandmother passed away um, this summer at the wonderful age of 91. 
And I was very honored and humbled to uh, write her eulogy and say it. But um, so I'm saying her eulogy and I ended it. And then my sister, she's like, Mel, you know how you should have ended her eulogy? And I was like, how? She's like, you should have ended it like, I love you, grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, grandma. Yeah. Okay. Okay, grandma. Bye, grandma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. Love you, grandma. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll say hi to my good husband. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, grandma. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay. 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 Grandma. Okay. I love you. Bye. <laughs> because every time you talk to my grandma, that is how she ended it. It was like uh, you had to schedule in, Kay. I have 30 minutes to call. So if I start my call at one, I got to end it by at least 120 so that can, grandma can say goodbye to me for the last 10 minutes and get through everyone because that's how she ended. I was like, man, that would have been a great way to just send off grandma. Um, but then my nephew Parker came through because when the priest was like lighting the incense, he was like, and now we raise Eileen up. Parker, who's three, <laughs> was lying in the pew. And right when the priest ended that, he was like, oh, yeah, baby. So anyways, grandma did get the send off that she 100% deserved on multiple levels. But man, was that great. I love it. Oh, gosh. What a roller coaster of emotions. What a roller coaster of emotions it was. But yeah her funeral was beautiful just as she was so mm, but that's, an, that's another I could go on about that because there was a lot of epiphanies there but I will not folks for your ears <laughs> next time next time anyways I think that's it do you yeah. got any profound things any questions no 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 I think we covered it all to yeah. be continued to be continued our parenting series apply now we'll schedule you in yeah boom stay weird okay yeah. thanks for stripping with us <laughs> what, which one do i say you say thanks for stripping with us uh, thanks for stripping with us yeah okay yeah okay bye guys okay see you hey, bye 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 Hey, Mel, stay weird. Okay, yeah, bye. Bye, say, say hello to everyone. Okay, guys, yeah, bye. Love you all. You matter. Okay, stay weird.